Welcome to the 17th episode of Inside the Tunnel. I'm your host, Andrew Walker. We're finally recording a soccer episode. Woohoo! This time we'll focus on the Canadian Premier League and we'll chat with Canadian soccer journalist and founder of the future movement, Thomas Neff, on when we might see all eight teams play this season with or without fans. Fans across Canada are patiently waiting for the start of the second Canadian Premier League season, and there's so much that's happened since Forge and Cavalry met last November. Some of the bigger questions we have are, what can we expect from the new signings, a CPL Players Union, and most importantly, when we'll get to see our favourite team in action, whether it's behind closed doors or not. We'll find out right now. Thomas Neff is a Canadian journalist and founder of The Future Movement, a home for rising soccer journalists on Twitter. And of course, we also know him for his breaking news tweets on rumours and confirmed transactions. We reached Thomas in Edmonton. Thomas, thanks for joining us. You've been on the beat for every rumour and confirmed transaction so far. But I gotta ask, when will we get to see all eight teams back in action? It's a hard call. Nobody knows at this point. I think uh, the health and safety of everybody is... uh, the most important uh, of anything, any sport, any cultural or music events or anything of that. But if I had to, I uh, guess, I would say July. Uh, that's what my, my gut feeling is telling me. I think by then you'll have uh, a fourth month, a four-month season. And um, since the schedule is balanced, since you have eight teams and they're already scheduled, um, more or less, you can kind of fit games through the midweek. And if the team's playing in midweek, then you can schedule it in the weekend. But, yeah, but, however, I do not think that that Canadian Championship will happen. I think uh, I think that's a long shot. Um, but, again, you never know at the end of the day that the decision comes to uh, Canada Summer. Yeah, I agree with the Canadian Championship not happening, but we'll see if some games happen in July. And if they do, what will they look like? And do you think there will even be media allowed to attend, you know, a press box, for instance? Let's hope so. I mean, if uh, if if, uh, if the media, uh, such as yourself and I and, and many other colleagues, uh, aren't allowed to to go in the press box, that would be that would be a shame, right? Because um, I don't know about you, Andrew, but I I definitely uh, like um, you know I guess in person in stadium uh, a lot more than than digital. You know, uh, covering uh, from afar or, you know, from, from home, it's definitely nicer to, you know, to be interviewing the players and, and to be at press conferences and practices and whatnot um, in person. But, yeah, I would say, um, hopefully, I mean, look, uh, at the end of the day, if you're referring to um, uh, closed doors, um, I just don't think that it would be possible. Maybe a couple of games, potentially, maybe a couple of games, just kind of when the economy kind of kickstarts and society's kind of uh, moving in, you know, uh, uh, back again. But if you want a whole season uh, behind closed doors, I just don't think it's possible because um, I have a feeling that um, maybe other leagues, big leagues, like let's say the Bundesliga, the Bundesliga um, starting up again May 9th or May 16th, one of the two dates that I heard. And uh, But the Bundesliga, right, we're talking about a lead. Um, they can survive TV, TV money, uh, uh, TV uh, sponsorships. Um the CBO doesn't have the, the budgets nowhere near that, so I would say that um, maybe uh, closed doors is a potential option for first couple of games, um, up to a month potentially, but 
anything more than that, I think it would be really, you know, not 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 an ideal scenario. All right, let's get to the hot topic, salaries. Lots of talk on Twitter surrounding the wage deferral by Commissioner David Klanikin. My first thought was how this will affect the U-Sports draft picks that have put school on hold or even quit to focus on their career full-time. Do you think this deferral was the right thing to do? I think it was the only thing to do. If you look at um, every every sports organization, and uh, quite frankly, the world, um, and every company is making layoffs, and to avoid layoffs, everybody has to take a deduction, whether it's 5%, 10%, 15%. Um, when I analyze it more um, with, a, with a broader perspective, um, it, it was necessary. It was, you know, it was, everyone had to kind of play their part in order to, to avoid um, people being fired. Um, you know, you, you saw it over in, in Italy, actually, uh, Juventus. Um, uh, Juventus players actually took lay, uh, a cut to avoid layoffs, and, and, and because of that, they were able to save the, their entire front office. So, you know, it's just a thing of everybody kind of doing their part. Uh, I have no doubt that, uh, that the, you know, not an economist or anything, but, I mean, when you're working uh, under such tight budgets, um, I think everybody has to do their part. And, and, and in the case of the players, if it is indeed a, a deferral, uh, then they should be getting the their money back, but uh, nothing is, is, is system. For sure, and this ties in with a new union as well. I'm curious to see how this will play out. Lots of talent like Marcel de Young that'll serve on the board. I think this would be a good thing, don't you think? Yeah, you, you, you look at the, the list of, uh, of players uh, serving on that board, uh, uh, guys like uh, Marco Verducci, uh, Kyle Porter, uh, Ben Fisk, Omar Crime, who just got out of uh, law school. Um, other, other players as well. Um, yeah, I think it's... Uh, an interesting uh, group of players. Um, many of them have studied. Uh, many of them are, are role models with within their teams. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting, you know, to see what, what kind of uh, goes from here. Hey, how about some transactions? You're the first one on Twitter to inform the fans of anything newsworthy. Uh, anything worth mentioning? I'm, I'm sure there are. I'm sure that there's a couple that are kind of um, just because uh, before before this whole thing happened. Uh, uh, the, the, um, a good chunk of the teams were already rounding up the rosters. Um, some have already done that. Uh, quite a bit have done that actually. So you, you'll see some some players, uh, sorry, some teams uh, no longer looking further. Um, and it was funny, you know, some some clubs actually leave a couple spots open for the July transfer window. But in this case, that's the only transfer window that's really left. So in a way, like you might see, um, obviously, new signings for sure. You, you'll see new signings, but. Um, I would say the the majority of the of the teams have have already been assembled. Are there any that have caught your eye? I found um, a lot of them interesting uh, when well, obviously Marco Bustos was was the big one, right? Everybody was talking about it. Um, I was one of a, a several handful of journalists that chipped chipped in uh, on uh, on when where potentially Marco Bustos was going to end up, and and well, you know, he became the highest paid player in the league, uh, went to Pacific because of. Uh, the Pamuruka um, connection there, um, you know, Calvary was was just fairly quiet. Uh, reported uh, three players there. Um, Forge, obviously, uh, you know, they're a team that didn't have, I think, had like ninety percent of the team back. So, you know, they just announced this new Belgian player. Um, yeah, I guess I reported uh, all across the board, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, think like uh, if you look at the the off season, it's been. It's been quite broad. Uh, 
definitely new faces coming in, but a lot of um, it's. I'm really interested to see how many of the the guys because you know you look at a lot, a lot of startup leagues and and how how many of the guys in the first year uh, are able to stick through because because the levels is always going to increase every single year. So how many of the guys in the first year that are able to stick through and and looks like a um, potentially a good number because now everybody's more or less trying to get into the league um, and there's such good teams so there's a lot of uh, competition for place. All right, final moments here with Thomas Neff. Thomas, I'd like to know what you've been up to since we were told to stay at home. I've been entertained with online CPL and MLS esports tournaments, and it kind of makes me wish I brought my FIFA 05 video game from back home. Uh, what have you been up to? Uh, you know what? Um, I've been uh, just waiting this whole thing out. You know, I had a <laughs> summer job uh, already ready to go, uh, and uh, I was actually supposed to start uh, next week, but uh, clearly that's been postponed to to june um but yeah no i've uh i'm, I'm waiting for that and, and obviously um potentially not not potentially ready to 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 move to toronto in uh, september that's right uh for those that don't know thomas will be off to toronto for the college of sports media program congrats once again my man yeah yeah it's, it's a big move you know edmonton to toronto that's uh that's quite a change uh, you're going from one million to to six million but it's a very crowded market and and i, and I know the the um, going to be tough uh, place to, mark, uh, to crack but again you just got to uh, grind your way and uh, and do the best you can uh, in, in the classroom and then outside the classroom and, and really progress and, and enjoy the journey. For sure. Thomas, thanks so much. Stay safe. Likewise. Thanks so much, Andrew. That'll do it for the 17th episode. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to stay inside, practice social and physical distancing, and reach out to one another in this difficult time.